Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Seven Investing Podcast, Low Limit with Christoph and Luke. This is episode 20. It's uh, Monday the 19th. No, well, what day is it? What day is it for you? We're different days. It's Monday for me. It's still, it's morning of the 19th here, Luke. I'm Sorry, just yeah. rolling out of bed. <laughs> it's, uh, we were going to hopefully catch a sundown. I'm on the beach in uh, what is beautiful Sri Lanka with a uh, Sri Lankan lion beer. But uh, unfortunately, we had some tech troubles and the sun disappeared before we could get the video rolling today. Oh, we planned it all around the sunset. I'm so disappointed in myself. How are you? How's Austin treating you? Austin is uh, miserable. Okay. Uh, it's, it's brutal. We're living opposite lives because it looks like you're in paradise. And I'm waking up to 80 degree weather. That's the, that's the coolest. 100% humidity, these kind of oppressive clouds. So, you know, my runs in the morning are like, I'm totally drenched and there's no respite. And it's like, it's like August weather, but in early June, which is not encouraging. So you, uh, you're on another world tour, are you not? Tell us about it. I am, sir. Uh, well, so I was going to give an India update, but uh, I might have to do that next episode. We spent... Uh, a very short 18 hours in Hyderabad. So I can tell you, we had like a great lunch with a couple of old friends of mine. I can tell you Hyderabad is India's fastest growing city, but uh, I can't tell you much else about it because all I saw was the uh, inside of a hotel room and inside of a taxi and then a restaurant. So I'll give you my show update uh, in episode 21. I can tell you Sri Lanka is beautiful. Um, and from a business perspective, um, you know, certainly in a very different place to India. Well, sadly, the country's coming out of now some really severe economic hardships. And for example, as a tourist, yeah, you know, we're renting a car, we're kind of self-driving, we're going to see the whole country by the time we're done, pretty much. Um, there's a petrol shortage, a fuel shortage. So as a tourist, you have to submit your itinerary, you get like a, a uh, barcode, and then you show that whenever you fill up the gas tank, and you've got like an allocation of fuel for your trip. They're taking some pretty harsh measures to try and control their limited imports in the country. One of my best buddies could not make it to my wedding this past year precisely because of the economic crisis. He lives in Sri Lanka, but I often get photos of him and his children and the, and the monkeys in the backyard. <laughs> and so I've always wanted to visit and I will visit, I think, using Sicily as a, as a hopping, hopping off spot. What's, uh, what's it feel like now in terms of the recovery? Uh, it feels like it's well underway. Uh, people are super resilient. Everyone's very cheerful and happy. I, the, the tourist industry is depressed at the moment. So, um, like we, we're trying to kind of throw our money around a little bit. I kind of over to people wildly for everything I can. And, uh, we're just trying yeah. to spend some cash out, um, uh, to do you know, our little bit as, uh, as visitors to this beautiful country. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in the monkeys? You've seen a couple. I haven't had a close encounter, thankfully. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not up to that in my rabies jacks. Okay. Maybe that it's like in, in poker. If you can't find the monkeys, you are the monkey. Okay. So we get to look forward to an India update next episode. Yes, sir. You, you had us, uh, you, you suggested we watch the first episode of Black Mirror. Oh, Why yes, did I you did. do this to us? <laughs> Have you seen it? Have you seen the season? I have. I have. I, I did my homework. 
So uh, since then, I've watched the whole of season six. Like I'm a massive Black Mirror fan. Uh, it's incredible show. But did you watch it? Have you seen it before? Yes, I've, I've. I can't remember which season I stopped, and for no good reason, really. But yeah, I, I must have seen like four seasons. I've seen okay. some of the, in, you know, the yeah, really yeah. mind blowing episodes. And I love the internet rankings too. You know, like there's the whole like people posting what their favorite thing is, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a fantastic show, dystopian sci-fi. Yeah, highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. Although maybe season six, having now like back to back the whole of season six, all five episodes over the last forty eight hours. Um, maybe this is the weakest season. There's a lot, but I did really enjoy episode one and episode three. Mm. Maybe a chance to get to that. And I, I did, I did say, hey, let's chat about episode one. I don't want to do any spoilers, um, so we try and be broadly spoiler-free. I don't. You thought about the, the the rather nice plot device around signing away your life, essentially, when you click that accept of the terms and conditions on your, you know, every service you buy, pretty much. But in this case, a kind of parody of Netflix. When you sign up to Netflix, you've essentially given them all rights to your image in perpetuity. Do you know of anyone who has ever read a full legal document? You know, uh, I mean, it's happening more and more, right? Any service you, you sign up for, you, it's, in fact, they, they, they now like place, make it so easy to just scroll to the bottom, right? Has anyone ever read, read the document? Sure. Some sad sack hands, but I certainly can't keep up to date with all the changes. I haven't for sure. I just click accept. I figure if things go really badly wrong, then uh, those T's and C's won't stand up in court. Maybe it's a good, a good use for a large language model. You get it to read the T's and C's before you sign them. And I'm not sure this is a, a spoiler to the plot, but in terms of the investment case, there was a whole lot about computer-generated AI. I mean, that's the plot point, right? Is this a spoiler? I don't even know. But, but you sign away your rights unknowingly, and all of a sudden... You're, you're watching a show that is about your own life, but it's all AI, right. CGI created, which sounds far-fetched. I mean, it is far-fetched. Maybe, maybe, but, uh, yeah, maybe not so far away, right? Got personalized advertising now. Um, probably not an enormous leap to have personalized, uh, content as well. It reminded me of that horrifying episode from whatever season. The one where the young man is uh, caught pleasuring himself uh, using the computers. Somebody hacked his webcam and then blackmailed him. Right. Yeah, I remember. That. Do you remember yeah. that episode? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I do remember at some point in you know in my life coming across young people who were taping up the putting pieces of tape on their webcam. And at that time, I thought, like, what the hell is this? Like, is the, it, could this, you know? And then that episode put the fear of God in me. Because it's a thing, right? It's a, like the way, put it this way, corporations extending their reach into your life to such a draconian, dystopian point that you no longer own yourself. That's the exactly. point, right? Exactly. And that's, I guess that's happening to all of us today. Uh with like the Googles and the Facebooks and other, the big ad platforms kind of targeting advertising to us based on stuff, information we're giving them without even being aware of it. Because as you said at the top, right, we click and accept on the T's and C's 
Well, we accepted the cookies and uh, there we go. Yeah, we've, we're suddenly being tracked up the wazoo. We all kind of know that we get a bit of value out of it, but I wonder what the end game of this really is. You know, that's a little pivot here, Luke, but I think this is one of the reasons I'm still very bullish on crypto, the creating a truth versus trust underlying infrastructure for Web3 so that when the AI uh, completely starts going off the rails, we have a very different foundational layer, which is mathematical, transparent, and therefore crazy, insane corporate overlords can't just do what they want because in theory, there's more, um, yeah, I guess transparency rather than trust me underpinning. So that's my bull case again for anyone interested in something like Chainlink. Very good. I, I agree. Hopefully that's the way we go. We, something, some technology, whether it's a blockchain or something else, allows us to take control of our data in a bit more of a rigorous way. Maybe start monetizing it ourselves. Yeah. Luke, you want to tell us about your new Twitter project? The, uh, uh, yes, why not? Why not? Let me plug my what I've been doing on Twitter this uh, this week. So, yeah, we've had a, a lot of sun lounges in the final week of the vacation. So I thought I'd do a bit of a retrospective of 19 years as an investor. Yeah. I got started uh, 19 years ago, I think in August uh, of well, 2004. Um, and... What I'm doing on Twitter, if you go check out at seven Luke Howard, is I'm picking out a bunch of my key stocks. I think I've got about nine now. Um, and I'm walking through my thinking at each point when I bought or sold or trimmed or added or did, or, you know, did whatever to that position. And, uh, cause I kept reasonable, like one line notes, pretty much every trade I've done, you know, way, way back over the decade or two. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. So uh, probably one of the stocks I'm most proud of is a company called Intuitive Surgical. And I bought that just once. It's actually the very first stock, individual company stock I ever bought. I haven't touched that. I think this is like the epitome of long-term buy and hold. Their shareholders for 15 years now is delivered a pretty handsome return. Um, but then on the other side, I've got a company like, say, Netflix. I tweeted about just two days ago where I bought and I've had to sell and sell and sell and sell all the way along just to manage my exposure. So yeah, on the Twitters, I'm, uh, I'm taking followers through that journey and uh, trying to learn a little bit about uh, my own behaviors myself, hopefully to improve. That's the best way we improve, right? Kind of study the mistakes of the past and learn cheating. That is so encouraging and in, in also discouraging. Encouraging because, you know, it takes... It takes uh, uh, a, a discipline, right? To actually allow yourself to one, keep the notes and then to organize them and then to actually do that internal deep dive. Right. And so you're obviously doing it. You know, what's discouraging for me what's is that? when I hear you talk about that, I have my own Rolodex of all of the mistakes that I've made over 25 plus years. And I know what they are and I'm still making them. Got to, uh, yeah. I mean, you fooled me once. Shame on me. You fool me twice. Shame on me. Right? You got to learn from your own errors, or you'll be damned to repeat you, them for all Somewhere time. there's yeah a gap in in the learning, Luke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do I need more coconuts? Like, what, what, do I need to be, be be hit on the head with some coconuts? I don't know. Uh, or, uh, you want to take us through is, one of those? What's what's your most recent repeated mistake? Maybe I can provide a bit of therapy around that one. 
Well, this actually get this this train this is a real bit of a transition to what I want to talk about, which is my latest Nvidia saga. But I want to make sure that you is that all you you want to say about your project? Uh, yeah, go check it out. It's a work in progress. I tweeted about Amazon just uh, ten minutes ago, but by the time this episode goes out, there should be a good fifteen or so uh, little lessons on there. So go uh, you know go hit me up in the replies. Let me know what you think. Yeah, it's a fascinating follow. You learn a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The thing that's been bothering me for some time is I think my largest mistake of, of all is not doing what you just spoke about with Intuitive Surgical. In theory, I think, had I kept exact receipts, I would have seen that I, I could have been in the hammock with you drinking beer in Sri Lanka had I not sold any of the shares of all the companies I identified early because I'm good at, it turns out, I guess I'm pretty good at the stock picking part, the, the getting the narrative right. Cool. Right. But of course, along the way, you have 2,000 reasons to sell. And so I have. And those, many of them were mistakes. The most recent iteration of that has been NVIDIA. And so I thought I'd go do a little bit of a dialogue here. This is Luke inspired, by the way, because, because I did, I, I did a little bit of work here. <laughs> and so let me, let me, let me give listeners the backstory. Uh, I picked up a slew of NVIDIA around kind of near the lows. So somewhere around the $120 range. When it clawed up to, I believe it was around 270, I sold all my shares. And so one anchoring bias, I kind of thought 70% gains, uncertain economy, high, high ratios, meaning lofty evaluation. So I sold. And then what happens? Of course, it goes up another, uh, from 270 to what, uh, where's it at? Like 415 now. Yeah. So another, right. And so that's painful. That's really, you know, like that's a huge gain that I took off the table. And so with hindsight bias, you know, I'm sitting here kicking myself, you know, like, damn it. Like, what's the one lesson that you've learned over and over and over again? Is NVIDIA world class? Yes. Then don't touch it. But no, I have to be smarter. And, you know, and so, uh, and I remember at the time you saying, uh, like, this is a good sell because you had a good use planned for the money. You put it into something else. Exactly. And this is the second piece. 
So I saved, uh, this is on one of our deep dive calls, uh, back in on April 5th, I tweeted out to the group that I sold all NVIDIA in order to buy EOS, which is a, uh, for, for our subscribers, you know, that it's a near bankrupt kind of, <laughs> I would say, janky, uh, battery operator with a very speckled past. Right. And so for, for some time, I went from owning what I would call a world-class company to pretty much the opposite. And I was looking at my portfolio every morning thinking like, what black mirror <laughs> ungodly <laughs> universe have I fallen into, right? So in the, our chat, I, I posted that I had just sold all NVIDIA to buy shares of EOS. And I believe, uh, not I believe, I know because I saved the receipt. <laughs> you, uh, you clown faced me. You clown faced me. <laughs> I was howling myself. I was laughing so hard. And so here's where we are with the story, which I found fascinating. This whole time, I feel like garbage. The NVIDIA narrative since my cell has been so spectacular. The weight of it has been nothing, you know, in my mind of one of regret and how could I and all the, all the stuff I just mentioned. What I did not know, Luke, is that the funds that I used after I sold NVIDIA to put into EOS, my NVIDIA return, had I kept it, would have been an additional 58.4%, but my EOS shares are up 67.5%. So, so. The shocking, shocking, unexpected uh, uh, near-term conclusion to the story is that trade has actually put me 9% ahead, uh, minus, minus the taxes thing. So the taxes thing complicate things, but in terms of, you know, sheer, like, what's the and reality you, here? Right. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, the clown shoes clearly don't fit. <laughs> You're wearing regular size nines. Um, good, good play, good play. And... And the stock you're holding, right, is that in probably unarguably right now is the better valuation play, I suppose. Like, I think the holding video at the current valuation is kind of eye-watering, even with like things like, uh, the huge, the news the other day that ByteDance has just, uh, bought a billion dollars worth of NVIDIA graphics cards. Um, you know, there's, there's companies in China fighting hands over fists to, Take my money, take my money to NVIDIA. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the valuation is eye-watering, no argument. So your, your money is better in EOS and, uh, sounds like it's doing well, Sirster. Yeah. Well, at this moment, let's put a, let's put an asterisk and, you know, caveat next to that. The only thing I want to add to this that seems maybe relevant is, you know, if the big mistake I'm talking about here is violating the do not sell once you've identified world class. The, my stomach does churn a little bit when we begin entering what can feel like pure bubble territory. And of course that's subjective, right? I think it's one thing to execute the way you have with intuitive surgical, where for whatever ups and downs there are, it's kind of like within the normal range of market gyrations. It feels to me it's, it's, correct to hold no matter what. But when you get something like AI coming along and the hype is like, you know, it's like 
the hot, humid air here in Austin. You can't get away from it. And you have this one company that's blown everything out of the water and what its valuation is just so, so insane. It makes it hard. I think that that's what makes it hard, right? Like keeping through that. Do you, do, do you have any words of wisdom here? Have you observed it yourself last time we recorded episode 19, where you observed that often the right investing decision isn't necessarily a kind of binary do or do not do. Sometimes the right thing to be do is in the gray, you know, maybe it's right to reduce the position as opposed to completely exit it. And, um, you know, perhaps well served to keep some of your stock in NVIDIA. And to me, I do, I do this kind of stuff because I'm trying to manage myself more so than manage my portfolio. I want to be kind of fairly emotionally neutral, like to have a good side, kind of whatever comes. So I kind of plan my investments around that, minimizing my future regret. Uh, so you put yourself out there, I suppose, with your shipping from NVIDIA into EOS, you kind of potentially maximized the overcourage, I suppose. Uh, for a while, it was looking pretty ugly for a while, but that might come good. But you've put yourself in this kind of binary situation where it's either going to be a great or a terrible outcome. And, you know, maybe going harsh and half, you just felt good either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally agree. However, it's interesting. It's so easy to, to draw what seems like correct conclusions until closer examinations. If there's one company that's been perhaps more stomach churningly roller coaster ish, it's NVIDIA with its massive, what, several drops of over what, 50, 60%. So, uh, you know, if, if a, a company like NVIDIA could gain 200 something billion in market cap overnight, it jolly well could drop that much as well. For real, for sure. Almost certainly will. I'm kind of hoping it does because I want to add to my position. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I want to get back in. Uh, so, you know, coming off of uh, NVIDIA EOS, uh, I had a rather nice thing I noticed in my own portfolio when I was doing a bit of a retrospective the other day. So uh, thanks to yourself, because I've lost some money on uh, EOS, that options. I've now, I swore for literally decades, I would never touch options. And now here I am gambling away like an lunatic in my retirement portfolio of all things. My retirement portfolio is now my options portfolio. My broker will think, who the hell is this lunatic? Uh, so I'm now playing with, eight, I'm only buying calls and I've started to buy a couple of puts on, but I bought some calls on EOS and, uh, one has already expired out of the money. So that's kind of in the bin, but. I remember quite a few episodes ago, you told me you were, uh, you'd sold with some regret. You sold your entire position in Upstart. And, uh, like, I'm not Martin Minervi. I know a little bit about Upstart, but I know, I don't know enough about this to actually really own the stock in all honesty. But I thought, that's great. That's sold it. I ended up buying my social calls. I just want the bragging rights if it goes well. And hey, it's gone really well. I'm a 10x and 10 times my investment on those calls. I've not like a relatively small amount and it's now turned into something that could be material and chatting to my colleagues, there could be like another 10 X to come. So, Hey, Dawson. So you just called me the next coming of, uh, inverse Jim Cramer is what you did. <laughs> well, for, for, for the record, uh, upstart remains my, the single worst investment of my career because I was in early and then I, I was in, in the middle and I was in at the peak and the peak and where we ended up was from what 
$300 to $13 to $12 a share. And it was my number one position. And it was just an absolutely disaster uh, uh, of a company for me investment-wise. However, uh, I did not tell you that I bought back at $19 a share. Oh. So I'm now, I mean, a paltry amount compared to what I owned, but I am now sitting on a nice 91% gain. I believe it's 91% from, right from 19, wherever it, it is now. So I'm, I'm enjoying a little bit of this upstart resurgence alongside with you, but I'm glad that I could fund the rest of your <laughs> Well, if my broker thinks, we were talking about this guy's a gambler. He got, he did well on this one. I'm on like a 900 and something percent gain at the moment over about three months. I'm not sure that's supposed to happen with options. So I think I'm kind of ready to post on Wall Street bets. I'll try and get another 10x interest. You know, you're at the phase of uh, option trading. It's, uh, it's maybe the most dangerous phase of all time. Uh, it, it, there's some the universe has a way of I believe when you're a beginner with options of uh, allowing you to, to enjoy the glory of how how easy it is how much money you make how and you're like I can't it's it's a big it is beginner's luck at the poker table right like no two two seven let's you know you you full houses coming your way it's like ah this this game is a piece of cake. <laughs> And then, and then the next stage <laughs> begins where uh, bad things happen. So to all you listeners, take the light in Luke's uh, genius and then be wary that the options uh, gods keep very close track and, and they don't forget And options can in fact go down. And most of the time they do go down. Between me and you, and I guess the rest of our listeners, I'm making it a high priority to up my options game because I've I've used the basics now for many, many years. There's four basic strategies, buying calls, selling calls, buying puts, selling puts. And it is confusing for a bit uh, because they're kind of counterintuitive and they, it's it takes some time to kind of wrap your mind around the options world. However, it's also the case that there are insanely complex strategies out there with all kinds of combinations and weird names like iron collars and buzzing buzzards. And, and I'm, uh, I'm kind of committing myself this summer to upping my options game and getting really into uh, the advanced levels. So uh, I'd be happy to, to chat on future episodes, Luke, about what I've learned. I tell my broker I was an expert before they give me commissions to trade options in my retirement account. But I'm far from an expert. I have no idea what I'm doing. Or at least I'm I'm just buying option puts. But uh, yeah, happy to explore yeah, some yeah. of those. Yeah, I, I'm an expert. I have a buddy in uh, in, in the U.S. I just do the opposite of what he does. Oh my goodness! Oh, you're breaking my heart. Uh, okay. So uh, it's a shorter episode today, right? Because I have to uh, whisk whisk my lady off to the airport. But I have uh, I have a uh, two truths and a lie trivia for you, and this okay. one is is uh, revolves around that uh, favorite janky battery operator of mine. Oh wow! So I nothing about this company. Okay, quite well. Good. Well, I did do a deep dive on it, and and if I recall, like you were on that call and you were nodding your head in 
in in the in what seemed like like a tentative agreement. So two of these will be true. One of these will be a lie. Can Luke tell tell what the lie is? Okay. So, uh, and I'm going to frame this as these are the three reasons why I sold Nvidia in order to buy EOS uh, EOS batteries. One, EOS is the largest non-lithium ion battery producer in the United States in terms of gigawatt hours. Two, the name EOS is for the goddess of long-lasting love. In three, the headquarters, the reason I picked EOS is because the headquarters is located literally five minutes from where I ran my best two-mile PR. Okay. I, mean, I would have to. I have to apply some poker logic to this. I think because I don't know the answer. Um, so okay, I do recall you saying that they're in your backyard. So I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing you wouldn't put in that third fact just to brag about doing a PP. So I'm guessing that's the truth. Uh, but are they the largest non-lithium-ion battery manufacturer in the U.S.? Did you say or in the world? Correct. In the U.S. It's- I, if that's true, then it would also be true for the world. Well, for three, well, I'm a tiny little company. That can't be true. You can't. And my poker tells me, my poker sense tells me, like, I pulled the switcheroo with the naming of NVIDIA. So would you do the same thing with the naming of EOS? Like, the Greek, well, Aphrodite and someone else with the goddesses of love. I don't know long-lasting love. I guess I'm only going with the lie being number one. They are, they are not the largest manufacturer. That's non-lithium ion. They are, in fact. Darren. Um, <laughs> they they are. They are a janky battery company. Right. It's a balance sheet that's janky, but they've already put out one gigawatt of hours into, into the field. And basically, that's the investment thesis. There really are no legit alternatives to lithium ion, which is why the Department of Energy is so gung-ho to get them out there into the field, hence making an investment case so uh, compelling. But EOS is actually the goddess of the dawn. Yes. You did. You did, you did follow my misnaming. Okay. I did. And I thought, oh, there's going to be a little bit of uh, game theory, reverse psychology, or not reverse <laughs> psychology, but yes. I thought you might also fall for the long-lasting love because, you know, um, uh, you're a man for them. Right. There's, you know, people who, who are in and out for a quickie and there are people who are into long-duration <laughs> energy storage. Good <laughs> game. You're winning 1-0 over the last show. Our inaugural show is two games. I'll, be, uh, I'll try and make it much harder next week. I'll give you a tougher one than my NVIDIA question. But, young man, I think if you can take your loaded up to the airport and you want some long-lasting love when she gets back you better not be late for that journey <laughs> all right luke have a wonderful uh rest of uh, your adventures in in sri lanka i hope you you get treated to coconuts uh offered to you by monkeys rather than stolen i should uh, i should look out for that thank you sure well the usual episode this week but i hope you enjoyed uh, my chat with crystal for no limit episode 20 if you enjoyed today's episode do us a favor and share it with a friend. Otherwise, we'll see you in two weeks' time.